0: Coming up next on this episode of the Unlock You podcast.
1: So I'm learning in my journey as I'm doing that of how to stay aware of what he's doing. And so that is what you just did. You stopped. You disconnected. I think that's one of the things. We disconnect from all the pulls, social media, the TVs, the, all the different distractions, the to-do list. I mean, a lot of us just get caught up in the to-do list of things that we have to do. And so I've learned how to, and I'll, I'll share some practical ways I do it. But just to disconnect and re-engage with God and say, okay, God, first, I'm just here. I'm here with you. And I'm, I'm, I am I want to be, I just want to hear what you're doing. What are you saying about this? Because I think one of the biggest things that happens is we get caught up with the narratives around us and we believe them. We agree with them. And then we whatever we agree with, we actually enable and empower that into our lives.
0: Hey friends, thanks so much for joining us. This is Unlock You with Dr. Shaden Crawford. I'm a clinical psychologist, leadership consultant, and a really big fan of you getting to fulfill your life purpose. I want you to get unstuck and unlock your potential relationally, emotionally, spiritually, and vocationally. Thanks for joining us and let's get started. Welcome to Unlock You with Dr. Shannon Crawford and shout out to people who can read your mail in your personal life and in your business. I love that everybody is wired so differently. I've been in the audience of hearing Tim Walls speak several times now and I was like, hey, let's visit about being a guest on my show. And he was like, what does visit mean? And I'm like, oh, dang. <laughs> I have been in the South too long, even though originally I am from California. And my little Southern isms are starting to come out. So thank you, Tim, for being our guest today.
1: You're welcome, man. I'm I, I'm glad I got educated on the word visit. Uh, <laughs> yeah. by- my director of operations said, Tim, that's a Southern term. This is what it means. I'm like, okay, we can talk about this. Let's visit. Uh, so yeah, it doesn't mean
0: we're actually sitting together in person. It just means talking. (laughs) I'm,
1: I'm get it. I get it now. So I'm glad that you've educated me in that. So now I know next time somebody asks me to visit, I know what it means. So I've been out in California a little bit too long or, uh, originally East coast. So we don't use visits either way. Uh, so (laughs) Uh, Now I know, though I'm glad that awesome.
0: So you are a business consultant and a strategic advisor. What is your context? How are you this guy who now speaks to Fortune 500 companies?
1: So I have a business consulting company and our organization really works with uh, CEOs and executives and business owners to really help them grow their business, uh, create a good healthy culture. Um, but a unique aspect of what we do is also partnering with God, how to bring the spiritual and the practical together in the midst of, the, uh, of our business. And so um, I had a business for a while and then stepped into business consulting because a lot of business owners and CEOs feel by themselves. They feel like they're isolated. They, they have to be all things to all people. I have to be the hr person I have to be the marketing person I have to be the financial person I have to be good at my skill and uh, you know one of the things that I have a, a real passion about is coming alongside of individuals to help them to support them and to give them uh, guidance and what uh, first of all encourage them to validate you can do this you're not alone you you have the ability to do it and then just help them be a support on the process because a lot of times we just need that, that, that voice of affirmation, but also guidance in, I'm not crazy. I'm not making a mistake. Okay, I can do this, but also give insight into what they're trying to do. So we have a consultant company. We have a, uh, different consultants on our team and coaches really going after the holistic approach, the individual internal life, as well as the external life as the internal world is not good. It's going to affect the external world, and so we walk with individuals, um, and then also uh, as a strategic advisor, walk with a larger organizations, really helping them as leadership development, their team development, their culture, um, just and really helping them grow as they're partnering with God in their business.
0: Yeah, this is so timely, especially with COVID, we're seeing now more than ever that the emotional health of the employee, of the culture, it's vital in order for people yeah. to stay engaged, be productive. ROI has to have a component of holistic emotional well-being. And so I love that you're bringing in spirituality into the workplace in a way that's not woo-woo, it's not religious, it's not old school and dogmatic, but it's just so life-breathed. And when I, every yeah. time I've heard you speak and just bring this culture of freedom and empowerment to rest so that people are more productive. What does that look like when you've worked with CEOs and helping transform culture?
1: Yeah. So the, the culture aspect, I really believe comes from the top down and what you do, uh, how you handle conflict, how you handle challenges as an owner or a leader really, uh, determines the culture in my opinion, um, because we can talk about a good, uh, a good, uh, culture and what we want it to be, but it's when it's walked out is really what it's developed. And so, um, uh, so we have a, a number of individuals that we've walked with. And I, uh, some of the stories that I love unpacking is, is when they start to realize, um, that how they're, they're wired, um, and how they function affects the people around them. And so we we really, uh, as, as I mentioned, one of our big things is join the spiritual and the practical. So it's got to work. It's got to work inside the business and the organization. You got to be grow profitability, structure, processes, strategy, all those things. But uh, we believe that um, God's in, uh, not only created us and wants a relationship with us, but actually wants to be part of our day-to-day journey and life and business and organization. And so what we do is we walk with individuals to help them um, hear God, to be able to be aware of what God is doing and saying in the midst of it. And you just said, because of COVID, because of all these things that are going on, this is the season of no, um, there's so many narratives. You don't even know what to believe anymore. You don't know what's truth anymore. And so we uh, we know that God knows more than we know. And so learning how to stay connected, become aware of uh, of this clarity piece, and then uh, of what he's saying and doing, and then be able to make those decisions. And so- um, some of the, I, I remember that uh, we have an audiologist that we work with and she, um, she was this, in this place of um, trying to figure out what even to do with marketing. Um, and uh, there's the pressure of like, this is the amount that you're supposed to spend on marketing. This is this you're supposed to spend a certain percentage on marketing to grow. She's got eight locations, uh, and in that process, she's she's really trying to figure it out. But what she real, she had to, she realized she had to do is she could go on all these different tactics and just spend a lot of money, a lot of time and energy, and not get the results she's even looking for. But she realized out of her relationship with God of how God has guided her in her business, she actually she stopped and said, "God, what do you want me to do with my marketing?" And the Lord said to her, she felt like uh, she, the way she hears is is this knowing, and so she will write the question down. And then she just write out the answer that she, that comes to her afterwards, believing that God's speaking to her in that process. And so she heard the Lord say, um, the Lord spoke to her and said, I want you not to spend a certain percentage. I want you to spend a certain amount, which was like not even a, a, a third of the percentage She goes, this is the amount that you to spend all year for each location, which doesn't make sense in the market that she's in or the industries she's in, but she knew the Lord was on it, that she was just supposed to send spend a certain amount. So she did her business ended up having the best year she ever had in the history of the company. Now, granted, that was also the year of COVID too. As an audiologist, you can't see patients. So in the middle of this pandemic, um, she's not gonna be able to see any patients um, because it was locked down and all these different things. And she she then went to the Lord again and said, God, what am I supposed to do now? This is part of what we do. We walk with people in the process. There's challenges. There is just frustrations. And it's like, what do I do? How do I do this? And we're all caught up in the narratives and the busyness and the the pressures. So we walk with people. Okay. what is the, what is a practical decision we can do, but we're always trying to be aware. What do we feel God on? What do we feel like the Lord is leading us versus this makes sense. This is just what we're supposed to do. This is how it's supposed to be done. I believe there's a different way of doing business. There's a different way of do, leading than just out of what everybody else has done. So she stopped, we're processing through it. And she feels like the Lord says, I don't want to let any of your staff go. You're supposed to spend the next two months of lockdown investing to your staff, pay them completely like you would before. She gave the option if some people want to take some time off, but she, she invested into them. Well, over those course of the months, um, oh, I forgot to tell you in the beginning of that year, the Lord also said, she asked the Lord, she goes, God, I can't afford to have my bank account below this amount because we have to pay payroll. We have all these things and I don't want to keep doing this roller coaster. So I'm asking Lord that you would keep my bank account at this amount where every month it just stayed at that amount. Now, the, now at the pandemic money's not coming in, unless you see patients, she keeps her staff on there. Insurance companies end up coming back to her. She had her staff reach out to some of them and they start paying her uh, payments that were owed to her from years previous, payments of other uh, of manufacturers, our vendors paid into it as well. She didn't dip below that amount at all through those two months, never lo- uh, lost any revenue. The month that the pandemic uh, released, she had the biggest month of the history of her, I think it was like 15 years of, of our organization. And that year, she had the biggest. A year of revenue that she's ever had in the organization, but it's all out of the leading of just hearing God in the midst of it. And a lot of times it gets complicated because there's so many noises. And so you have to pull out and just say, okay, God, what are you saying to do? And so one of our hearts is just to come alongside to help um, validate what God is saying, not just like, yep, hip, hip, hooray, go, go, go. But actually what is God saying in the midst of it? So another thing uh, of just learning that God is actually with us and wants to be with us in that process. I have a, a guy who. developed a a unique um, invention and he was at a trade show. And so trade shows are just crazy. They're intimidating. It's all about who's the biggest person in the room and how do I make sure manipulation? How do I get there? And I believe there's been an invitation by God that We don't operate according to the world and how everything works. In fact, Romans 12 says, do not be conformed to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And I believe business people and leaders have functioned in this model. Like this is how you always do it. So this is how you have to do it. But I believe there's an invitation to do something different. And the more we're aware of what, how God leads, then we'll, we'll experience that. So this guy's at the trade show and when um, he's, a, he's a startup, but he has a crazy invention that God downloaded to him how to do, and he, he's getting, getting it released. But well, his competitor kind of is like a multi-billion dollar company, and they're there. And they just happened recently, send him legal documents that says cease and desist. You're infringing on, uh, on, um, on the patents. So while well, the three executives that happen to be there for this multi-billion dollar company starts walking over towards him. And so he just stops because we've taught, we've trained, you know, that them just as our CEOs, just to be aware of God in the midst of it. God, what are you saying in this situation? What are you doing? So he just invited the Lord said, God, I just invite you right now as they come over. And he hears the Lord say, you're a king, act like a king. And he goes, okay. He goes, but they're kings too. I want you to serve them like kings. Mm -hmm. And so there's a shift that happened instead of I got to prove myself, I've got to, I've got to uh, manipulate whatever. It was like, oh, I get to serve them and honor them as kings. And what I mean by kings is like they, they have an authority in who they are and what they carry. That's another conversation. But so he did. When they came over, they, they say, hi, what do you got here? And he goes, oh, hey, I just got your love letter recently. He's like, what? Love letter? I go, yeah, you know, that cease and desist you asked me to uh, do it. And He goes, actually, I really honor the, the patent process. And you've, you've done a great job. I love what you guys have developed. And he's just honoring them honoring them and coming in with humility to honor who they are. And as he did that, all of a sudden you could see the, 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 the the resistance, the pride, the uh, arrogance that I'm going to do just melt off of them. They're like, Oh, really? So what do you have? Oh, this is not even close to what we have. Hey, I think we could actually partner together. What would it look like if we, we could use this because we don't do this on our machines and we could take your invention and put this on. It was just this a crazy collaboration that took place. Because he he realized what God was doing in the moment, not partnering with anxiety, fear, pressure. I have to perform, but paused, got aware of what God is doing, and then he, he served and ha- walked in humility, walked in vulnerability, and honoring because honor humility breaks the back of pride. Yeah, it's good. Do you honor people in that process? And it just it's amazing how it changes the heart. I have another guy who has uh, delivered a whole bunch of material. He's a manufacturer in. in, in a builder and he b- delivered a whole bunch of material to this big commercial organization, and uh, he's he gets on site and the the the, the material is damaged. And he's like, "What just happened?" He goes, "It looks like somebody just drove a forklift in this." And so the general contractor comes over and he, my client points it out. It's like, "What happened?" He goes, "I don't know. It just showed up like that." And he knew that this general contractor d- moved the material and drove a forklift into it. But instead of proving to him and trying to, it's like you did this and trying to. Get what was deserved justice, he just said, "You know what, I'm, I'm just going to treat him with kindness. So the next two to three days doesn't bring it up, and just is, is so nice to the guy. And bless, he goes, "You know you're really good at leading here. You're really good at this. Hey, you're really good at this. Within two days, this heart just changed, and the guy comes back to him and said, "Hey, I, I need to let you know. I was trying to move it, and um, I actually damaged it. I'm really sorry. It, it's like kindness. It leads to repentance. It changes the heart of people. And so this stuff works. It's, it's, it's amazing when we partner with God, we hear what he's doing. I mean, kings of nations in the Bible, they were leading, it's like the president is now of nations. They were kings of nations and they would stop and say, we got a battle coming against us. What do we do? And so that they do, they would seek the word of God. God, what are you saying in the midst of the situation? And then they would obey it Trust God in the midst of it, and God would come in and do things that no man could ever do. But if they're kings of nations, what about us? Yeah, leading organizations of people.
0: Yeah, and creating culture around us.
1: Yeah. So the culture piece. I mean, that's a huge. I mean, you're you're just talking about that. So it starts within us, and if we live this out, and so as we start to work on the internal world, and as we work with individuals, and they they realize that they're functioning out of a a fear based culture. Versus an empowering culture. So I have a client who called me and said, "Hey Tim, I'm going to fire this guy. I'm so frustrated. He is just constantly showing up late. He's not doing his job right. I'm so irritated." I said, "Okay, um, well you could do that." And I said, "What did you do?" He goes, "Well, I'm going to call him and threaten him and said if he doesn't do the change, he's going to have to get fired." I said, "Well, if you do that, you're creating a fear-based culture." He goes, "What do you mean?" He goes, "Well, you're threatening them, so they're operating now out of fear of punishment." He goes. Well, what else am I supposed to do? I mean, I got I to gotta get people to do their work. I said, well, what if you do this? And I, I call it creating a culture of honor. And a lot of times the word honor is like, okay, I'm just celebrating what people are doing. But I believe there's accountability, responsibility and ownership inside of that as well. So I said, so we'll call the guy named Joe and say, okay, what if you bring Joe in and you hired him because he was a good guy, right? Yeah. And he had good qualifications, right? Well, yeah. I said, remind him of that. Hey, Joe, when I hired you, you did this well, you did this well, you killed it at this, you did this and this. It was amazing. You're really good at this. What am I doing? I'm reminding Joe who he is. I'm honoring him. I said, but Joe, over the last two months, I've been experiencing this. Mm-hmm. And there's a big gap here. Like we, you've been showing up on time with this and, and just went there. I said, we got a problem. What are we going to do about it? And I just sit there and wait for Joe to recognize, oh, wait a second. He's not telling me what to do. He's allowing Joe is now have to take ownership. Like, oh, it's our problem. It's not just, you're telling me what to do to fix it. You're letting me take ownership and responsibility because, well, okay. I'll show up in time. I'll do this. Okay. That's great. How about if I give you some suggestions, give him some suggestions. And I said, and they're like, yeah, I can do that. That's great. Well, listen, we're going to revisit this in a little bit. What did I do? I allowed him to take ownership responsibility and he's coming up with a game plan himself. I said, listen, if, if in two weeks, three weeks, this hasn't changed. You're basically communicating to me Joe that you don't want to work here. Cuz if you're passionate about this job, you'd be on time, you'd be giving everything you got, all these different things. And so what that did is instead of a fear-based culture, he created a culture of empowering that individual to really run with things and uh, it changed the whole dynamic of the situation because the guy wasn't he re- the the business owner was realizing that Joe had a problem going on. It wasn't just him not showing up. There's something else going on. Mm -hmm. So that actually allows the owner to real, to dive into not just hitting the the issue, but actually what's at the heart of it. Um, So it's, it's, it's a fun experience when you're able to come into a place of connection and, um, and and peace versus I'm frustrated. I'm irritated. I'm just going to make this happen.
0: Right, right. And when we're frustrated, the limbic system wants fight, flight, freeze. We want to just get to a solution. So the very yeah. opposite of pulling back, God, what are you doing? How do I partner with you? And then now operating out of more of a strategic place that has the long term investment of what do I want as the culture of my company? What's the trajectory? Yeah. Um, we know that fear causes a very compliant culture where people get into status quo and they keep their head down and they don't really deviate. But when you allow for freedom of failure and messing up and you have innovation, you proliferate new ideas. And so you can actually have more R&D when you're able to create a culture where they feel celebrated and have that personal responsibility. And the yeah. cool thing on psychology of that is when you increase someone's autonomy and personal responsibility and agency over their choice, you're mm-hmm. actually engaging a healthy part of their soul that leans huh. into authority and responsibility versus wow. a dynamic where there's a boss and then there's a subservient. And so if the boss talks down and says, hey, man, you're not doing this, You're if you don't correct it in 30 days in your review, blah, blah, blah what you're doing is you're actually creating a reenactment that you're more likely to see rebellion and maybe wow. immediate uh conversion of yes sir compliance on the outside but internally that person has shut down their heart and they're in a defensive posture and now that's going to seep into culture where there's yep. going to be sarcasm rolling of eyes yep. all kinds of little side comments and the boss may feel good because the limbic system that stress response is no longer activated going i have a problem i don't how to solve it, I feel like I solved it, but now I've created an underbelly that's going to be mm. a bigger problem later in the future. So I love that strategy you gave us.
1: Yeah, that's amazing. It's amazing how God designed us, how all those things are connected in that process. <laughs> I'm thinking, you know, I remember the first time I met you, I'm like, man, you have more degrees and more information <laughs> wisdom than I can even know what to do with. Um, but I, you know, I I look at it from the outside of uh, how to adjust things, but how God intricately Made us and designed us, and you know, from the brain and all these different uh, 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 thought processes and how we function, and it's just amazing. And and the more we tune into it, it changes who we are because a lot of us are just reacting to circumstances around us Mm -hmm. and just trying to control things Mm -hmm. and thinking if I can get the atmosphere, the environment controlled, then I'm going to be better. But really, it's Mm -hmm. internally in how we think and mindsets and beliefs and 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 that's one of the things. You know, as much as we go after walking and helping with processes, and strategies and development, um, we find that a lot of the the internal belief systems and mindsets, if they change, it changes everything. Mm-hmm. And we begin to recognize that I don't have to, what am I, what are my goals? What am I really going after? And I, I mentioned this before, it's like this, there's this push and drive to like, um, I have to be in control. I have to, I have to accomplish this amount. I have to be here. Mm-hmm. And if we actually pull back and recognize, what am I really going after? What is, what am I supposed to be going after? Right. And that's where this God element comes into. It's like, God, what? I have all these dreams, aspirations, and you God, you gave them to me. But what does it look like today? Mm-hmm. What are you focusing on today? There's a great verse that I love. This is uh, Matthew six thirty three It says, "Seek first the kingdom of God in His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you." The added unto you there is talking about every, it was right before. It's like, don't worry about today or tomorrow. Today has enough worries about self. Don't worry about what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink, like all the worries that we all have. Mm. But he said, if you seek first the kingdom, or you seek what God is doing, it says this that all these things get added unto you. It's like when we walk with God, the kingdom is the like the, the Bible is different than the natural. It says if you give, it will be given back to you. And people that are believers and not believers know that if I give, it just like I get blessed. It's like it's opposite of what what happens in the natural. And I think in the same way with leading an organization. Um, or even at home it's like okay there's a lot of things i could be doing but god what are you saying to do right now what are you focusing on and he takes care of the other things if god's created us he's uh, he's given us these ideas whether it's in business or some people feel into the po- politics they feel in entertainment there's a gift inside of them i believe there's you know, the, it says uh, in the Bible, it says the gift of God is irrevocable. It's like it's a, the gifts that we have is from God, and He wants to walk with us to 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 release that creative expression when in any environment that we're in. So uh, that's yeah, that the book is really um, what I do as a consultant uh, or a, a, an advisor with uh, CEOs and executives, and what does that look like to bridge the gap and join them together, not separate them. It's just in church, or it's when I do a devotional, or when I um, you know, I feel the, uh, goosebumps, or I feel like something like, um, I, I read the Bible, but it's actually, as we walk through the day-to-day process of, in our business in our life, I mean, from being a mom at home or you're, you're a, a CEO at work, or you're, um, going after, uh, you know, in, in any environment, doesn't matter what it is. So we, we, we love going after that.
0: So good. Okay. So give us some examples. What does that look like? Practical nuts and bolts of helping people combine and have that strategic approach?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. um, Well, I think one of the things is, is when, if you, if you have a relationship with God, you have a desire to actually walk with God in your, in your life, you want him to guide you. And most people are looking for the higher power. They're looking for Mm -hmm. like guidance in their life. They're looking for what do I do and how do I uh, how do I make decisions in life? They don't want to just be left alone. A lot of people are looking for guidance. I mean, they're looking for, you know, spiritual guidance. They ha- and they go to different places to, to get, um, they, they want to know what they're called to They're gifting. They're mm-hmm. like, what is my purpose in life? And so for me, I believe that God's created us and he's given us a design. And, and so out of that place, when we have a relationship with God, we realize we want to be led by him. And so it, it's learning how to recognize, first of all, that he, he loves to speak to us. He actually likes to, um, show us things that we don't see on our own. He likes to give us peace. And for me, it's learning how to stay in that place of peace or connection with God. Um, cause we all know what it is to be stressed out. We know what it is to be anxious and frustrated and pushing and driving, but there's a great verse in the Bible. that says that my burden is like light, light. My yoke is easy. And a lot of times we get it's an invitation from God. So the scripture is an invitation to experience what God has for us. And so for me, I look at that and I say, okay, what does that look like when I'm running a business? Because right now I have the demands of finances, I have the demands of my employees, the clients, and so it's learning in for me to pull back and say, okay, if it's become heavy, I've actually taken on something that I'm not supposed to, because He's invited me to walk in peace. Like for me, that peace is. it's not heavy. It's light. It's this, this awareness of clarity. It's an awareness of, uh, understanding what's happening versus being, I gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta go. I mean, I'm just reacting. I'm instead of responding to the situations. And so that's where, um, for me, the practical is learning how to stay connected to God and be aware of what he's saying and doing, which is another conversation or diving into, but then, um, not being sucked into, uh, the culture that we have right now, which is you've got to push, you got to drive, you got to be successful, yeah. you've got to, you've got to, you got to, You know what it is, and so yeah. it's pulling back the lanes. Like, what's really important right now? Okay, what am I supposed to be focusing on? And so for me, what I do is I, I I ask the Lord, I ask God, okay, am I even supposed to take this project? Am I supposed to go in this direction? And for me, with my relationship with God, when I lose that peace or that that clarity, and it gets muddy and it gets heavy, I knew that's my warning flag. Like, stop train track, stop. There's a train coming through. And so I pull back and I just say, okay, where did I get off? And so I think a practical way is just learning not to ignore those uh, those those red flags that go up where you get anxious and frustrated and worn out. It's like, okay, what just caused me to get there? I just uh, disconnected from God and I need to get reconnected.
0: Yeah. It's so good. In fact, Tim was speaking for a group that I'm a part of, and he was saying, if things get, I think it was like Difficult, or like you said something specific, and I was like, Oh snap, that's like exactly what I've been feeling. Like it was just hard. Um, And I had been meeting with a lot of networks and TV producers and different people in that uh, day. And so then I jump on this Zoom call. We're in this great group, and you're talking, and I'm like, Oh my gosh. So the next day, I just canceled all the next meetings, spent the morning with the Lord, went on a run, did some like just clearing my head time, and then I had a friend come over and say, Hey, I created a whole pitch design for your TV show wow. and like all this stuff was in the background that while I was resting. And so could you talk to us a little bit more about what does that look like? And what's the lie that we believe that causes us to fall into the tyranny of the urgent instead of pulling back, resting and trusting that rhythm.
1: Yeah. So I can't, you know, we, you have a lot of different listeners. So people are in different places, but for me, um, I believe just redefining success is really important. So for me, my goal, uh, I look at the model of Jesus and he said, I only did what I saw the father doing and saying. Mm -hmm. And so if, if that becomes my goal that as a believer and I'm following God is like, God, I I just want to do what you're doing. I want to be aware of what you're doing. And there's a desire, I think, in a lot of us to do that. So for me, I, it's my pursuit of that. And that actually takes off the pressure of this roller coaster most of us have in our in our industry, our business, our life is that we're trying to achieve something. And so it's like we go on this roller coaster, the ups and downs. But if I'm aware that my goal is like I just want to do what you're doing, then I'm tuning into uh just where he's at. And so I don't want to uh like um you know, when you're in this, this uh, not everybody has this. Some people have a rebellion side of them. They're like, I don't care what people think. I'm just going to do whatever. But most of us have this conviction: like, I don't want to mess up. I want to do good. I want to be approved. I want to be recognized for those things. And so, in that place, I want to I want to bring please uh, I want to please the Lord in that process. I'm married in the same way. I want to honor my wife. I mean, I don't want to do things that's going to upset her. I want to bring joy to her. And so, in the same way, I do that with the walk with my or the Lord. So I'm learning in my journey as I'm doing that of how to stay aware of what he's doing. And so that is what you just did. You stopped, you disconnected. I think that's one of the things. We disconnect from all the polls, social media, the TVs, the, all the different distractions, the to-do list. I mean, a lot of us just get caught up in the to-do list of things that we have to do. And so I've learned how to, and I'll, I'll share some practical ways I do it, but just to disconnect and re-engage with God and say, okay, God, first, I'm just here. I'm here with you and I'm. I'm I wanna be, I just wanna hear what you're doing. What are you saying about this? Cuz I think one of the biggest things that happens is we get caught up with the narratives around us and we believe them, we agree with them and then we whatever we agree with, we actually enable and empower that into our lives. Mm-hmm. I mean, you think about fear, you you start to get fearful about something, it actually affects your body. You can tell talk about this more, it's more than I can, but it affects uh, your 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 mind, your 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 heart, your life. Um, and so when we start to partner or agree with anxiety and fear, we actually allow that to influence the situation. And so I've got to really be aware of where I need, where, what I'm agreeing with. And so I'll pull back and just like you did, you said, and I'll reconnect and just like ask God his narrative of those situations. But what you just talked about is just when it gets muddy. So for me, when it gets heavy, it gets muddy. It's Like I'm doing something and there's not a, it's just a push, push, push. It's like, it's it's clunky that for me is contrary to the verse i just shared about my burden is light my yoke is easy so i realized i got to step back and i need to see what where's the lord directing in this situation and some people might be listening like tim that's great you hear god all the time i don't hear him i actually think we hear him a lot more than we realize um it's that we just don't identify his voice we don't identify what it sound he feels like you have uh, if you if you have a relationship with god you have the Holy spirit inside of you. And so you start, don't, you know what it is when you start to do something, you know, you're not supposed to, you feel that, ah, that's not it. I'm not supposed to do that. That is the Holy spirit nudging you. That's his voice. That's that place of, I got to stop. The more we pay attention to it, the more we're going to attract him to speak to us. And we're going to be aware of when he's speaking. Um, and I love this. I love this guy. His name is Dan O McCullen. He's a prophetic guy, a guy that just hears from God and speaks to people about that a lot. But he says, we got to change the way we talk because in what we believe, a lot of us say it's when we ask God something, we say, it's probably me. It might be God. But he said, if we, if we've accepted God into our lives and we have the mind of Christ, then we need to change it to, it's probably God. It might be me because the reality is if we're seeking him, it says, if we seek him, you'll find him. Mm-hmm. So if we actually ask him things, we need to believe that he's actually speaking to us most of us don't move forward in what we think we hear because we we justify or rationalize and say it's well, probably me and like I don't know I don't want to take a risk but if we actually believe there's God speaking to us and it lines up with scripture and lines up with you know uh, godly principles then we should move forward in that process and say okay god I'm, I'm learning the language of you how you speak to me and or rather the peace so for you like you said for me i I've learned how to disconnect and the way I disconnect or stay engaged are a couple of things one, I call it like law first thoughts. So when I get up in the morning, I um, most of us look to our phones. We look to our emails, our to do list, and we're just engaged. And our minds start going, engaging all those things. So for me, I don't. I just take the first thirty or forty five minutes. I don't touch my phone, and I'm I'm actually just connecting with God. God, thank you that you're here today. Thank you. This is this is the day that you made, um, and I'm going to rejoice and be glad. I'm just engaging in Him. What are you saying today? Versus the narratives and the news, the social media things, the. the the weight of responsibility, the finances, the bank accounts, all these different things. I'm saying, God, I want to hear what you're saying and doing, because when we have his perspective, it changes everything. It changes how we approach it. And then the other thing I do a lot of times, just staying engaged. like You you cancel all your appointments. Not everybody can go cancel all their appointments. But what I do do is I try to set up about, I call them 15 minute vacations. And I set those up throughout the day where I'll just stop and shut down my computer, shut down my phone, and I'll, I'll put a worship music on uh, a song on just to, that I know it's just reflecting my heart towards the Lord and I'll just be there. Sometimes I'm not asking questions. I'm just reconnecting. It's mm-hmm. like that recharge of a phone. If I guarantee it, if our phones start dying, we're going to find a plug to plug it in. But in the same way, we need that with the Lord to be able to be aware of what he's saying and doing in the process. Um, so that's, that, those are a couple practical things that I do just to stay connected and aware so that when he is speaking, um, I'm doing it. And I think the last thing I would just say, if he does say something, obey it, listen to it, mm-hmm. because I think that's where we, we might ask, um, I said, it was the, the last thing. A lot of times we ask, by the way, and we don't listen for the answer. Mm-hmm. God, would you please help me? God, would you please help me? So when you do ask, stop and just like, okay, what it is, what are you saying? And sometimes people hear better when they write down the question and then they just keep writing out the answer. Mm-hmm. Um, and instead of trying to listen to a voice. Internally, and then. Uh, but the other thing is, if you hear something, obey it, and then you you start to steward that connection, and you start to be led a lot more.
0: That's so good, and I've found that even when I'm meeting with a client, if I can just in my imagination just picture this waterfall filling me up, I'm totally tuning with the person. I'm not like getting distracted, but just internally just visualizing perfect love filling me up because we, we do get empty throughout the day. And so putting Mm -hmm. the oxygen mask on our own face so that I have something valuable to give rather than more Mm -hmm. irritable and flesh oriented. So I love the mini vacations planning out ahead of time. I think there's a book called The Good and Beautiful God, and it talks about just creating margin. So like if I'm going to go to a meeting, I try to plan ahead that I can just walk slowly to the door. I can drive slowly Absolutely. because my personality wants to maximize and get it all in. Any other CEOs yeah. out there? Um, we want to get it all in because it feels like the tyranny of the urgent it's that it's all important. Um, yeah. So when you've worked with people and there's literally a million demands and the browser window of the brain, All open at the same time. What have been some tricks for business owners that you've helped them realize the value and the merit of pulling back, taking that rest so they can go back sharp and clear?
1: Uh, Great question. I love it. It's probably one of my favorite because it's so contrary to what we normally do in business. And so, our approach, even consulting, what we do is very unique in nature because it's not just he, uh, I'm specialized in one area to help grow your business. We look at the holistic approach, uh, for the individual, as well as the organization, the culture, the people, the processes, but, and we've got to have good strategy. We've got to have good systems, good processes, schedules, but for us, it's learning how to hear God in the midst of what is he, what, what's he, what's he doing? What's he breathing on? So one of the, uh, one of my favorite stories is of a CEO that had, um, he's got about a hundred, um, uh, 250 employees, about $140 million company. And he came into one of my sessions. One time we're on zoom and we're talking as we're doing, I could just feel the heaviness. Like he was just stressed out. I got to make this decision. Got to make this decision. We're going to talk through it. I'm like, you know, uh, I'll call him Joe. I said, Joe, listen, um, we're not going to be able to make any decisions out of that place that you're in right now. And so I I want you to do me a favor. I want you to close your eyes for a second. He's like, okay. Um, so he did. And I actually, on the Zoom call, I put on a worship song that the, I felt the Lord highlighting to me for him. And I said, I just want you to sit for a moment. I mean, this is a, a CEO of a large company. He's got a lot of things to do. It's probably the last thing he's thinking he should do in the midst of all the things he has to get done. Yeah. So for about nine minutes, um, I, I had this song playing and tears just started coming down his, his cheek. And I said, What's going on? And he said, Tim, I came in here with about a thousand things I felt like I needed to do. I'm leaving with four things I know I need to focus on. I feel like I just gained back four hours of my day. Tim, this was the most productive thing I've done all day. And it seems so contrary, especially um, as believers or people that love God. Like we feel like, okay, I can't just go sit and just pray all day long. I, you know, I got to go do work. And so there's this struggle internally. Of like, well, I got to be good. I'm, I'm doing the principles. I'm going to be excellent. I'm not going to be honest. I'm going to have character in my business. But there's an invitation to actually more. And that is actually the presence of God. Like if Jesus showed up to your business, it would change everything. It would change that client meeting. It would change the, 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 time, the time that you're sitting there with um, your employees and the conflict that's going on. If, if God would show up in your meeting, it would change everything. And the invitation for me to help other people and for my own life, I mean, this is what I do is learning how to be aware of what he feels like when he comes. And some people have been in a church service and you might felt God. You're like, yeah, a worship song. You might have somebody pray for you. Some people feel like goosebumps. They might feel heat. They might feel tingling. They might feel just peace. Or some people feel like something just lifted off of me. you've know, you been in those those times, like something just changed. And you've even said on the show, sometimes people might just like, or listen and like something just shifted on me. Like I can feel something different than I have been. And so the more we're aware of that's God, when he comes, it changes the environment. And so the more we're aware of what he feels like when he comes, the more we're going to be aware of when he comes. And so if I can learn how, what that feels like, and I can just steward my heart, to be aware of him, like, oh, there he is. So a lot of times before I step in a meeting or I even encourage, you just said, you do the slow walk to get to that meeting. For me, I stop and I actually just put my heart towards the Lord and I say, God, I just invite you right now. Mm-hmm. Holy Spirit, I invite you into this meeting. Oh, there you are. I can start to feel him. Yeah. I can feel his presence. In fact, some people that are listening right now, I think you're going to start to feel something as I'm talking. I can feel, because as I'm talking, and I am not mean to be spooky or weird, but actually when Jesus... Shows up, it changes the environment. We can feel his presence uh, in that place and it, cha- it, it lifts off the weight. It takes off the things that are going on inside of us. And uh, so I do. I just stop before I step into a meeting and I just become aware of the peace. Um, I've become aware of him. I'm like, oh, there he is. So then I step in the meeting. I'm m- much more aware of what he's doing. So I train CEOs to do the same thing. I mean, these are guys that are successful, or I mean, small companies to large companies. As I stop, Close your eyes for a second. They're like, "All right, what?" And I, I said, I I walk them through that. I'm like, "What does it felt like if you've ever felt God before?" They tell me. I said, "Good." I said, "Holy Spirit, just come, Jesus. We just invite you to come into this room on a Zoom call, on a Zoom call." And in the midst of, they start to feel Him come. Like, "Oh my goodness!" Like, "Great, open up your eyes." Like, "What?" I'm like, "What you just felt is what you get experience every time you walk into a business meeting, every time you walk into a home, every time you walk into a strategy meeting, and it changes the whole environment."
0: Absolutely absolutely. And there's so many times that, like you said, I'm waiting for a voice. I'm waiting for Charlton Heston in my head to tell me what to do. But I've found that if I just say, Holy Spirit, join me, Holy Spirit, what are you doing right now? Help me partner with you. I may not have a response in my head, but the next time I open my mouth or I write something down, it's way smarter than anything I would have come up with on my own. So have you seen that for people that they kind of struggle with? I know you kind of talked about it before, but just believing that they really do hear God, and then trusting that it, it is going to come out of them, even if they don't have a rhema word in that moment.
1: Absolutely. I mean, I think that's one of the biggest challenges for most of us is understanding what the voice of God sounds like. And so um, one of the things is, uh, you know, when we have peace, uh, the Holy Spirit is called peace. And so the peace of God is actually the voice of God a lot of times. And so just that nudging in that peace that you have, is actually the Lord leading you in that process. I had a, a, an individual client that was um, Baptist background and um, they it was it was a great opportunity. I was meeting with them and I was just sharing. Sometimes God just speaks things to us and I just get uh, words from the Lord for that person. And so I was sharing some things and, and just talking to them. And they're like, I've never had this experience before. And then I said, well, actually, I think you hear God more than you realize. She goes, really? Like how? And I'm like, well, when you made this decision to go after this initiative, how did you do that? And she's like, well, of course I prayed, but I just like, I felt this, 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 like it was right. It's, this is the right thing to do internally. Like that was the Lord and like, Oh, that was God. And then she started recognizing, Oh, I, I wasn't supposed to do this and I didn't feel good. And I didn't do it. I'm like, that was God. And so sometimes it's a feeling it's this awareness of this feeling. Some people are looking like for this audible voice, you know, just speak to me. I would love that too. Um, but it's, it's, God speaks in multiple ways. It's a language of God, learning his language. Sometimes it's patterns. And so there's a lot of times I'll see numbers over and over and over. Every time we get something like that, it's actually an invitation to draw near to God. It's like, okay, God, what does that mean? And a lot of us are looking, looking for, just tell me what it is. But actually it's an invitation to say, okay, God, you're leading me and drawing me into knowing you more. And so what does this number mean? I remember seeing a number for years. And I'm like, God, what is this number? What is this number? And then about three years later, I would see all the time, 242, 242, 242. It doesn't matter. I'm in a restaurant and it's like occupancy, 242. I'll go outside, a license plate, 242. I'm like, okay, God, what is this? And then eventually he said, what do you think about with this number? And I, I felt like the, um, I remembered my son's ID number on, uh, for, for an organization is 242. I'm like, oh, that's my son, Isaac. He goes, yep. And he goes, look, looking up Isaac in the the Bible. And so I looked up uh, the story of Genesis 26 and the Lord opened the scripture to me about what he was doing in my life through that thing. So every time I see that thing, it was a confirmation. It was about Isaac who sowed in the land in a year of famine and he reaped a hundredfold. And out of that place, God said he prospered him. And it's like, oh, as I sow, even when it doesn't make sense, if I'm obedient in the midst of it, God, you breathe on and bless it. And so it was, it was, teaching me that process. So for me, I think it's, it's learning not to dismiss the nudges, the senses, the yeah. feelings, because we're, if we're tuning into God, it says that his sheep or his people hear his voice. Yeah. So we hear his voice. And so trusting that we can hear him. So I think it's just trusting that taking some steps, acknowledging that and, and you'll make mistakes, but who cares? He's a good father. Mm-hmm. He he's there to cover you in that process, um, uh, of, uh, of t- making decisions and directions.
0: I love it. And I love the brain research. It's been called neurotheology, which is absent of Christian theology. It's just the brain is literally wired for religious experience. And Mm. so the research is fascinating. They've tried to conduct it with werewolves howling and music and all kinds of things that can induce that just like you can have an orgasm in marriage or outside of marriage, you can use your mouth to bless God or curse God. There's actual brain regions dedicated for the ability to hear and attune to sense and feel. And one of the issues I've found in myself as well as a lot of the people I work with is we're focused so much on trying to get it right that we're engaging our prefrontal cortex and that actually silences our ability to hear with the brain region that's focused on our spirit realm. And mm. so it's when we're hyper-focused that you won't hear, but it's when you drive or you go on a walk or you're in the yep. shower or whatever, it's like there's more of a passive. And so your spirit man and the brain region dedicated to that, it makes it easier to hear. And so that's where a lot of people, when you focus so much, it's almost like becoming an idol that you want to know the right answer. You want to do it perfect. You don't want to make a mistake, but yeah. if you release and surrender it, so yeah. that morning that I went for the run, I was like, God, I just want to release this. Maybe you don't want me to do TV. Maybe I'm just kind of moving ahead. I just want to put this on the altar, release it. I don't want it to become an idol. And then I go on a run and all of a sudden I'm percolating all these ideas while I'm not thinking about it, which shows I'm not engaging the prefrontal, the a uh, strategic part where it would be my wisdom, why, my knowledge and understanding, Absolutely. but ideas will start to percolate up and now you can write it down and it's fluid and it's easy versus the striving that we're mostly in.
1: It's so good. That's, yeah. It's true. It's true.
0: We have to wrap just for time, but I would love, love, love to have you as a guest back. We want you in our community and our tribe, Tim, you have so much to give and how can people connect with you?
1: Thank you. It's been an honor. And I'm so honored to just connect with your, uh, those that are listening. And I'm so grateful that you guys are listening because just what uh, Dr. Shannon carries is so vital. Um, so um, uh, uh, the best way you can go to our website, um, it's kingdombusiness.com. You can do that or LinkedIn, uh, Tim Wall's on there as well. Uh, we offer a number of different uh, services, just walking with business leaders and CEOs, and executives. So would be honored to have you reach out.
0: Awesome, and can you just pray a blessing over yeah. our audience so they just feel that impartation?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. I'd be honored to. Uh, so God, I just thank you. Thank you that you love us. I thank you that you're here right now, and every person that is listening, whether they're in their car, they're at home. Lord, I thank you that you want to visit them. That you want to, you want you want them to experience your love, your nearness, your voice. Lord, I pray right now as they're even listening that their ears are being tuned in to be able to hear you, to be able to experience you, to, to know that you're with them. Many are feeling uh, uh, alone even now in this season. They feel like they're just spinning the, uh, the plates. They're just trying to keep everything uh, from breaking or falling. But Lord, I, I see you just coming right now and bringing divine order. I see that number one, two, three, four, divine order is coming. And so I just speak divine order. To those that are there where there's chaos, it must go, and peace comes into the situation. Um, For some of you guys that are listening, I I feel like the Lord is just showing me that there are things that are, that uh, there's multiple options in front of you, but there's one that's being highlighted, and that's actually the Lord that is showing you that's the direction to go. And so he's getting rid of all the confusing opportunities and he's giving you clarity. This is the direction. There's one that you're like, there's life, there's excitement, there's joy. That's the one you're supposed to go. And I feel like the Lord is highlighting that for you. And there's others that are just feeling uh, this weight of a pressure. And I saw that it was like a balloon filled with water It's actually bigger than a balloon It's this massive uh, balloon, if I could say which water and you're just holding it up. And I heard, I saw the Lord just pop it and the water just bu- bu- uh, blew out from the, the, the balloon. And it's just like water refreshing. And so this pressure you're feeling right now is being lifted off of you. It's being broken off of you. Um, some people that are just can't sleep at night, there's anxiety that you're just feeling it. I feel like the Lord just said the anxiety is leaving and tonight you're going to sleep well. It says your, your, your sleep will be, um, uh, will be sweet. The scripture says, Psalm 16, your sweet sleep will be sweet. And so I just release that over you right now, that there's going to be a breakthrough anointing as though you're listening. Uh, I feel like the Lord is just rearranging your mind and how you think so that you can be able to think clearly because it's just been, I can't see it. I can't see it. I know I know I should know this, but I can't see it. And I feel like whatever that is, and Dr. Shannon can talk to you about it, but if there's something there, the Lord is lifting. So you have clear thoughts. Uh, you have clear ability to know what you're supposed to be doing. And also, um, I, I see uh, marriages that have been just struggling, and you're just missing each other in the conversation. It's just like this, like uh, uh, you say something, they hear something different, and the Lord is removing the the, the the spiritual attack that's been over your marriage. The Lord is bringing peace right now to your marriages that there's a reconnecting, tonight even. There's a reconnecting uh, for you guys uh, of of communication and of heart connection. And so Lord, I just thank you that you love to speak. You love to intervene in these situations. So I bless those that are listening. I bless those that are being a part of this uh this community, this tribe that they would experience your presence, your nearness, your love and your voice in Jesus name. Amen.
0: Amen. Thank you Tim Walls. Absolutely. kingdombusiness.com. Dot .com. Okay yep. guys, connect with him and we'll see you for the next episode. Bye.
1: Thank you so much. Bye.
0: Hey, thanks so much for watching this episode of Unlock You. It is our dream to invest in you. And one of the ways you can do that is by getting more of the bonus material, the content, and to know about future events. Head to the website, drshannoncrawford.com, subscribe to the newsletter, and you'll be the first to know what we're rolling out. And we want you to truly get unlocked so that you can thrive, not only for yourself, but also for the greater calling on your life. Let's link arms and do it together. See you in the next episode.